And I'm Ariana. I'm Wendy. And I'm Sarah. I'm Evan, and we're the Wolf Pack. And today we're going to talk about how to write a great email. We've all been there, writing the inevitable email and wondering where even to start. Do you use, hey, hello, good afternoon, good evening, or greetings? The worst part is that's not even the most difficult part. How exactly do you set up a whole email? What does BCC even mean? Well, you won't need to pan panic anymore. All right, my name's Wendy, and I'm gonna go ahead and start with the getting to know. And if you have ever attempted to send out an email, the first thing that you look at is the top section, which contains three columns labeled the to, CC, BCC, and subject. Well, we all know who the to is for, but what the heck does the CC and BCC mean? CC refers to the carbon copy, and BCC refers to your blind carbon copy. The difference between the two is that the recipients cannot see those in the BCC line. The two column is for the main recipients only, and the CC line is dedicated to recipients who will be receiving the email as well. Keep in mind, though, that you always want to clarify who is being CC'd into the email so that everybody knows who the email is being sent to. Lastly, the BCC line is designed for is designed for recipients that will not appear in the received email header and the recipients in the 2 and CC will know of the copy sent to the email address. In regards to the subject line, be sure to be clear and concise and get to the point right from the get-go. The subject line of an email is one of the first things the email recipient looks at and is supposed to give the gist of what the email entails. If the email is of, of urgency, you can express that in the subject line by making it time sensitive and clear. For example, if you go ahead and look at your subject line, it should read test in all caps dash closes Sunday. Gets to the point. Once you have filled in the two CC, BCC, and the subject lines, it's time to start your email. Beginning with a greeting is always the best option to start the email. Keep the greeting professional, it's key. By starting with a greeting of either hello, good afternoon, good evening, immediately followed by the name of the recipient. If you do not know of a name to whom this may concern is acceptable, but try to address the specific person if possible. After your greeting, the next step should would be to state the purpose of an email, which is where the five W's come into play. When writing an email, it is always important to remember to address the five W's, who, what, where, when, and why, in order to ensure the receiver of an email has all the appropriate information needed in an understandable and easy way. The five W's help make sure the, um, the email recipient won't be left guessing by giving specific enough details to get the point across in a clear and concise manner. The five W's can, uh, can be used to help express urgency in an email if used as a subject. For example, to the email address you wish to respond to, and in the subject, mandatory staff meeting at three. It is really important to use the five W's in every email to make sure you don't leave any necessary information out. It's the difference of an email saying, impromptu meeting today, don't miss it, versus reminder, mandatory staff meeting today at three in the lounge, don't miss it. The second option gives more information with a few extra words, leaving nothing up for question and avoids unaccompanied messages that are vague and unclear. 
The next step in writing an email is to make sure that you have proper etiquette and professionalism. Writing an email in a professional setting is a lot different than writing one to a friend or family member. First off, it is important that your email address is appropriate. When sending emails to colleagues, a boss, or someone you are hoping will potentially hire you, the email you use should be simple and professional. Use something, using something like movielover at gmail.com or ileftaparty at gmail.com will make you seem immature and incredibly unprofessional. Using a form of your first or last name or combination of the two generally will work well for this. Another helpful tip is to create a signature blop block that is automatically in all emails. Now what is a signature block? A signature block goes at the end of each email. It should include your name, contact information, and any other essential information for your position. This will help people to know exactly who they are talking to. Remember that your work email should be used for your work purposes only. Some companies may monitor the email that they provide to you. This means that you shouldn't be looking for other jobs with it. Do not use it for personal emails. Don't use it as the email you use when you're ordering clothes online and etc. Also, when emailing colleagues, make sure you guys are staying on task and keeping your focus on the topic that relates to work. Do not use this format of communication to, quote, talk trash about other people you're working with. Definitely would not recommend talking about how annoying your boss is or how stupid you think one of your clients is. Write as a Write as if everyone at your job is going to view the email. Some other small but very important reminders include using professional greetings and salutations. Don't use a complicated or extremely large font. Times New Roman 12 point is generally perfect. And be concise, but don't be rude. Proofreading is also incredibly important when writing a professional email. It is critical that your professional emails have correct spelling and grammar. Without it, you may, be t- may not be taken seriously and will greatly inhibit your chances of getting an interview. Many email services have their own spell check. Make sure you, you are utilizing this, but don't let it be all you use. Spell check can fail us at times. It might automatically change what you wanted to say to a completely different word, which could be bad. It might also miss some things. Make sure that you are proofreading over and over again. Use professional language, meaning no slang or swear words. Use proper grammar. Don't overuse exclamation points. Be sure to capitalize the first letter of every sentence in proper nouns. Use apostrophes when you use a, co- use a contraction, and make sure your sentence structure is correct with no run-on sentences. Lastly, when finishing up an email, the question always is, how do I end it? Well, there are many different ways to end an email but the goal is to find the most appropriate way to do so for that specific email recipient. Best regards, thank you, or sincerely, are professional and always a safe bet. Avoid using closures such as cheers or best wishes unless you are the one receiving the email, unless the ones receiving the email are close friends. A statement such as, if you have questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to ask, followed by a thank you, is another way to end an email and is always and always finish the email by leaving your first and last name. And that wraps it up for today's podcast on what it takes to write a great email. Now go out there, write a great email, and land that internship you've been dying to get. Thanks for listening.